Hey, uh, Jeff, got a quick question for you. When I come over to your house this weekend, is it cool if I come over naked? You ask this a lot, and not just because my relative, but no, it's not. Okay, can I borrow a t-shirt? Yes, but you're going to have pants on too, right? Well, see, the thing is, is I got sued for defamation for my tailor, so like, don't have a whole lot of... Brian, that didn't really happen to you. That happened in this last week's episode of She-Hulk. No, I swear, like it really happened to me. That's why I'm running around naked right now. Your life is so strange. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching TV and movies. I'm your host, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out for our review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 9, titled Rivet and Rip It. I am joined by the mad scientist, Brian Banner, to review this episode as we do all of our television episodes using the four Bro Four Squad criteria, which is the acting, the story, our favorite scene, and then any theories and questions going forward. All right, man, I think maybe the best episode title of the season. Um, and obviously we had a, a former uh, or a, a previously viewed MCU character who you and I love show up. What'd you think of the acting and cast in the penultimate episode of She-Hulk? Uh, I, I liked it. I, I've said this whole time that the acting has not been the problem. Um, the writing has. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, but... Uh, Charlie Cox, obviously low-hanging fruit here. Absolutely amazing. Scene stealer. Um, he did He's a play national this, treasure. He is. He did play it differently than the Netflix Daredevil, uh, but in all the right ways. He was able to, uh, I don't want to say dumb it down, but not as dark and brooding and everything sucks, uh, but you could still feel that hurt inside of him uh, the way that it came out. Yeah, I think this is a good example of like, the right way that you can bring levity to a character and make him lighter hearted or she lighter hearted without making a joke of them. They've done it poorly with Emil Blonsky. And I think they did it really well with Matt Murdock here. Cause you can definitely still feel like there's a lot of pain behind him, but he can let his hair down every once in a while, just like anyone can. And in the right situation, you know, he can make a, a well-placed quip or a joke without seeming like he, his character is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you catch, when he first started, I believe it was when he first started fighting that they played the, yes. the score from from the Netflix show. Loved that. Absolutely I mean, loved it. That's like that that score was such a banger that yeah. I hope they use it for Born Again. I don't know. I how- mean, I yeah, I don't know how the the rights and the contracts and all that shit work coming over from Netflix and what how all that works, but one can only hope. Yeah. Um I want to bring up someone who's bothered me this whole series, and I know that they're supposed to play an annoying character, but Jesus Christ, man. Uh, John Bass as Todd. The only thing I've seen him in is Baywatch, where he plays like the out of fish out of water kind of nerdy guy trying out for the team. But in this, he's the dude who keeps trying to hit on Jen and like threatening that if she doesn't show up, he'll tell her yes. boss that she's... I just... I'll get into theories and questions what I think the point of his character is, and it's pretty 
stupid, um, even for the low hanging or the low bar that I have for this show's plot. But like he just annoys me and not in the way that he's supposed to. I just hate him in this show. And he, even though he didn't have a ton of screen time here, like his character is kind of a focal point of like the thorn in Jen's side. And I, I don't like it. I haven't liked any episode he's been in or any interaction he's had with any other characters. I don't know how you felt. Well, you froze. No. Okay, now now you're unfrozen. Okay. Well, you're frozen again. I took over. Um, No, I'm not. What? What? This is... You are not frozen at all. I wonder if I turn my video off, if that will help. Can you can you hear me then? You can't can, hear me? Now I can hear you, yeah. You, you can hear me. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'll just take over from when I, I took it over. All right. So I said what I said about John Bass and go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand the point of his character. He's just a stupid, like, annoying thing that I just, I don't get it. He's not a superhero, so I'm not really even sure why she's representing him. Yeah, that's a good know. point. I, I mean, I didn't even think like, about that, but. Like Hallowell yeah, freaks out when she even like broaches a case that has nothing to do with superhuman litigation, and then she has to be on like fucking twenty four seven retainer for this guy. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it, but maybe it'll be revealed, or you have a theory on that later. I don't know. Him, although like buying the Wakandan spear and doing the Wakanda forever, that part was kind of funny. But aside from, that, I know I was, I was ashamed at myself for laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, you ready to move on to the story? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because I didn't really have anything to say about Brandon Stanley, who played the Leapfrog. He's supposed to be an idiot. He played an idiot. I mean, congrats. Yeah, I mean, job well done, I guess. <laughs> All right, the story and plot for episode eight of She-Hulk, according to IMDb. She-Hulk represents Leapfrog, who was injured due to a malfunction in his custom-made super suit. It's kind of funny because the plot synopsis here is one of the most ridiculous ones, at least on paper, that we've had in a series that has had some ridiculous plots. Yet I actually thought somehow, this wasn't like a super serious episode, but for the first time in quite a while, this show, at least for a few moments, kind of took itself a little bit seriously. Yeah, and before we move on, can we both just admit, I love the uh, the title of the episode. Ribbit or Rip, rip It and Rip It, rip yeah. Ribbit and Rip It, yeah. Pretty That's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, this actually was like, hey, we may have a little bit of a story here, and let's uh, let's build on something that we planted earlier in the season. Yeah, with the uh, with the website and it coming out now, and um, that was that was nice to see. I still we, have. We also got her in her super suit for the first time, which uh, was just cool. Yeah, I did like that. Um, obviously I think we had, we'll get into it in a second, but like some finally got some really good action in this show. I, I don't know if it's just used so much of its budget on the CGI work with Jen being She-Hulk that, uh, they've kind of had to pull their punches there, but that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the first time in a long time, again, I think it might be stupid and incredibly low stakes, but, uh, we had a little bit of a plot moving forward in the second to last episode of, uh, maybe what the villain's um, agenda is, although I'm not pleased with it, it at least presented itself. Yeah, it's... 
we're not in a good place for being the second to last episode. No, we're not. Um, yeah. So, I mean, really, there's like two plots. There's the courtroom scene that as a result of Leapfrog and then the, you know, uh, attack at the layer or the hideout of a lily pad oh that's right that's what he calls it which i mean does that sound like a trashy strip club i thought it was when they showed the exterior of it i was like all right we're gonna go in and he's gonna have like strippers dressed as like frogs or tadpoles or something really weird oh my god that'd be ridiculous thank god they didn't do that that would have confused me even more than i'm already confused correct all right uh ready to move on to scene again the story and plots of this show is just not really even given us much to talk about at all unfortunately uh yeah um i don't have anything to say on the story I mean, all right what's your best scene i mean there's some low-hanging fruit here but we might ha- just have to take it yeah so obviously i think that the action scene the fight scenes were fantastic we got the choreography that we're used to and we would expect out of daredevil um just masterfully done the spins the kicks the kind of parkour ninja stuff um it was great. Well, well done. They did a good job of mixing uh, once She-Hulk came in of, of kind of having them battle like a traditional, I have powers, you have powers, they're different. Mm-hmm. How do, how does one get the edge on the other? All of that worked really, really well for me. Did you like his suit? I don't think so. I don't think I did either. Yeah, it looked... The, the helm, and I think it's the helmet, and I don't know if it's because it's gold or what, but it looks like a football helmet on him. Like, it looks too big. Yeah, and I know in the old one, like, there was the evolution. He pretty much started going out, probably idiotically, but, like, with very little or no armor at all. Yeah. And then he sort of upgrades throughout the show. Um, if Born Again is a prequel series, which would be very cool for this character, or they could just continue it. But he did mention that uh, he had multiple suits made for him. By this guy, by yeah. uh, Luke Jacobson. That's so that right. Could play. That could be it. Yeah, the, I had the same scene you had. Although, as cool as the action was, I think I really just enjoyed the moment of uh, She-Hulk and Daredevil just conversing on the roof, like about the difference between goons and henchmen, and then about like both of their power sets. Because uh, as you pointed out, they're very different heroes, but they like Jen is just so inexperienced that. Even though she can do a lot more than Matt Murdock as Daredevil can, he's like, look, I should kind of be calling the shots here because I've actually been through the battles. I've had the the bullets flying at me, literally and figuratively. Yeah. that I was going to say, every interaction, whether it was between Daredevil and She-Hulk or Matt and Jen or a combination thereof, all of that worked for me from the courtroom to the bar scene all the way up to, to their their goodbye. How did you feel about them hooking up? I mean, I wasn't mad about it. I don't think it was necessary um, to, like, to advance anything, but it was. It didn't bother me. It was fine. I mean, it. I think it's kind of natural that that's going to happen. Yeah, right? I think, and I think Jen needed a rebound, too. She did. Yeah, she did. So I'm happy for her. All right, ready to move on to the last part of our review, the theories and questions. I mean, yeah, let's do it. All right, so my question, and this is me, like, getting ready to get angry, but now that it's basically been... Jen has basically been confronted, not like physically or formally by the antagonist, who still remains faceless, but it appears that their plot has been hatched or rolled into motion. My question is, we've gone through all this stuff of like people scouting her out, trying to steal her blood, her DNA, her phone password. Is the antagonist's only goal in the show to just ruin her reputation? 
Because it appeared all they tried to do was like slut shame her by releasing a sex tape of her at an awards show. I mean, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Because that's I, like I, high school drama, if that's yeah. like the, the antagonist goal in She-Hulk. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, like, like I said, I think this is my second best episode, or my second favorite episode of the entire series thus far. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I still don't really know what's going on, but more importantly... I, I don't really care. Yes, I agree. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm, I'm committed. Let's be honest. If they have a second season, I'm gonna hop on board with that. But like, I don't, I don't care. I think that's the worst part is that this show has spent so much time just showing us that its intention is not to do anything significant. That now, like, even thinking about, all right, what would disappoint me in the finale? I'm like, nothing can, because I don't have an expectation. Exactly. Like, honestly, this finale is either going to be like, yeah, it sucked. Let's move on. Or I'm actually going to be really happy because I enjoyed it. It's like if you're a sports fan and you just expect your team to suck, and then they actually do suck, you're like, yeah, that's kind of what I thought would happen. I really let down. But then you have that golden year where somehow they make it to the to the finals and you're like, well, I know I'm going to lose, but like, look where we're at. Had no yeah. idea we we're going to make it. Playing or, with house money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess or, maybe that's where the finale is. It might just pleasantly surprise us. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be happy with that. Uh, the worst case scenario, they leave it open on a cliffhanger and say, she hope will return. And how do you, I mean, to me that would, this might not even happen. So let's not, I don't want to waste too much of my breath on it, but to have a show spend so little time doing anything with the plot and then, end on a cliffhanger where they're like oh we just didn't have time to develop this or we want to tease you i would be really fucking pissed off yeah like you did nothing with the show until the last episode and then you tease us and don't even answer yourself like the question you posed that would be really really annoying for sure all right what else you got uh i mean that's that's really it who's gonna be i guess i guess the actual villain is gonna be our monster of the week or guest star of the week my guess is uh, Hallowell is probably going to be the guy. You think he's pulling all the strings? <sighs> On some degree, like his motivation throughout the entire show has sort of seemed to put Jen in bad situations. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do have to say, this was just another theory that I added. I did see a picture. Don't go to IMDb and click uh, episode nine because the picture that is like the title on the title card of the episode is a pretty big spoiler. Really? For someone in the show. Interesting. So I'm kind of mad about that. But it was cool what I saw. I liked it. Okay. So well, I that's like, promising. Yeah, so I feel like the odds of this show ending on a high note or an uptick, probably good. I mean, and this episode was forward momentum. So if we can get a good finale out of it, hey, we'll at least have been trending upwards when things Yeah, end. I'm not... Uh, like Like you said, my expectations are so low for this that... I don't think I can be disappointed. And yeah, I think I learned by episode five that this is not like your standard MCU, like, wow, where's this going to take things in this specific character? Like, th- this show is kind of making fun of the fact that superheroes exist in the MCU and the fourth wall thing, which I'm not going to bemoan anymore. It was pretty bad, this episode, too. But oh, it's been bad from the very beginning, yeah. Yeah, it, so it clearly was sort of like a semi-satirical parody in the MCU that will occasionally dabble in actually, you know, showing us some real Marvel Cinematic Universe content. But it's not its full-time job, you know? Really? Did you have anything else? I just have one more question that kind of pertains to... I, I what don't. 
So do you the Daredevil Born Again series, which was announced at I think it was D23 or was it Comic Con? Uh, I think that one was Comic Con. That's right. Uh, they said it was a 24 episode uh, season, and I believe that's coming out in 2024. So you just have to naturally ask, even though they are on opposite sides of the country, do you think there's a chance Jen Walters might show up in that? I do. I think, yeah. I think that would be a way to keep the She-Hulk character alive and do more with her without... I don't think she'll ever get anything that's hers again. Yeah, I don't really either. At, at least I hope not. Um but them being like the two, you know, superhero lawyers in the MCU, it just, it's too, it makes too much sense to not have them interact in some way. And again, yeah. them being across the country, I understand is a bit of a foil to that, but you can make it work. She can come yeah. visit New York next time. That was, that was one of my questions. I, where, where is she at? Is she out in California then? I'm assuming. Yeah. Which would put her where like Scott Lang is. And okay. Like up in San Francisco area. Yeah. I haven't been able to, to confirm that but i felt like okay. when bruce was when they went out to his retreat he said they had driven down to it in mexico which would mean it's probably somewhere in california southern california that makes sense then yeah i've i've been trying to figure that out like where where is she actually like physically i, I guess one more question i have before we leave just out of character introductions with the finale coming up next i've asked this before but it bears mentioning again do you think we'll see banner even it, here's the thing the odds of him ending up back on Earth, I think, are slim to none. But do you think they might cut to him in some way as like a tease to whatever's going on next? Or maybe somehow it even ties into her story. Although that part seems like a pipe dream more and more as we continue on with this show. Um, doubt this would happen, but I think it would be cool if we did see him. It's somehow he gets a message to her and says, hey, I'm sending a ship. I need you to get on it and come to me wherever I'm at. That'd be really cool. And then, then, then she can be in his movie, and it's you know a family affair, or whatever, whatever we want to call it. So, do you think this will end with her? Like, I'm assuming she can't. The superhero defense council that she's working on. This whole thing seems like either a front or a setup by Hallowell, at least to me. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I don't think it's. Yeah, there, there's some sort of farce there. There's some sort of. Uh, uh, extracurricular activities or or a different motivation for for doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's like intentional or if he's the one pulling the strings or if there's somebody puppeteering him. Maybe Madam Hydra. That'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah, his motivations have seemed nefarious from the start. Yeah, Besides unless if like he knows something uh, like the Thunderbolts are about to be formed and he's trying to prevent them from being formed. I don't know. Yeah, I also have a theory still that the Thunderbolt announcement at um, that one was D23, right? Like the team? I think so. I get Official. them all. Yeah, yeah, I think the team was. We knew that we were getting Thunderbolts, but we didn't know who was on the team. Right, but I still think that Emil Blonsky could and very well might be on the team, but revealing him there kind of would have been a spoiler for the end of She-Hulk. Yeah. So that could definitely still happen here. But again, I think we might just be giving the show too much credit for what it's trying, which I think we've learned pretty early on. Like this, it's just not trying to do anything to like move the MCU forward. It's just trying to exist and sort of poke fun at it. It's I think itself for existing. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not I'm not going to be disappointed when this ends. I'll just yeah. leave, I'll just say that. 
But I do think, as opposed to Moon Knight, which was just actively frustrating me every week, I think this one I've realized pretty early on what it is, and as a result, I've just sort of less, like we've said all episodes, or all review kind of lessened our expectations of it. Yeah, uh, playing Devil's Advocate, one of my favorite games, I would argue if Moon Knight had nine episodes, uh, by this this time or eight episodes in, we would have been in the same spot at Moon Knight. Yeah, I don't think I would have. Because we it. were still pretty frustrated at episode five, six of Moon Knight, which was the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. When when the uh, quote unquote twist was dropped on us, I was pretty much done with Moon Knight. But yeah. not to revisit that pain. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Sorry, man. <clears throat> All right. Any closing thoughts? Again, we only got one more episode. No, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, uh, is this? I don't think I should say this here, but there. Are, I'm really excited for Tales of the Jedi and then obviously uh, Bad Batch Season 2 whenever the fuck it decides to come out. Yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of over the superhero stuff for a little while. Yes, I could use a little bit of a break, although I am sort of intrigued to check out Werewolf by Night, which I saw dropped this week. I might watch that. I didn't realize it, was, it wasn't a show. It's like an hour-long special. Yeah, and you know who directed it? Uh, no, who directed it? First time ever directing anything. Let me triple check this, but it's your boy Michael Giacchino. My boy, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, moved from composer to yes, Michael Giacchino. First thing he's ever directed. Nice. Which is interesting. Good for Very him. I really want to check it out now. And it is canon in the MCU. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I have no expectations going to this because I have no none of the source material I'm familiar with. So, kind of excited. That's tra- that's something else that's going to be new. Yeah, the trailer looks bizarre, but that's kind of what the MCU is doing in Phase Four, right? It's just being as eclectic as possible and some of it works and some of it doesn't yep let's throw a bunch of shit on the wall and see what sticks exactly all right for the mad scientist brian banner i'm the mayor jeff hornacek thank you guys for checking us out one more episode of she hulk next week we hope you join us for our review of that you can find us on twitter at bro for squad we're on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music pretty much anywhere you find your podcast if you type in bro force squad as three separate words and then check out all of our content our squad blog and the countdown of our top 100 movies of all time list on our website broforsquad.com till next time we need to find brian some new clothes since his tailor is i mean it's not that cold yet it's not the weather that's the issue it's the exposure of your naked body